the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. The core value of what I hope will always be the foundation of this show and of my life, the core value is truth. Uh, that is not the core value or even a remote part of Joe Biden's presidency, his administration, his view not just off a- on Afghanistan, but on the world. I don't know what more clear demonstration of that we could possibly have than his terming of the U.S. withdrawal, parentheses, surrender, end parentheses, from Afghanistan, than to term it an extraordinary success. Uh, the Washington Post, uh, never a conservative site ever terms it a moral disaster. Uh, It is a moral disaster, as by Joe Biden's own admission, 10% of Americans who wanted to get out of Afghanistan have been left behind, along with thousands of Afghan citizens who now cower in fear of the next knock on the door, meaning torture and death awaits them. It is a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Woolley Show. We will talk about the president's angry, uh, detached from reality speech yesterday. I will not take a page from the president's playbook. I will try not to scream at you to lend some kind of false veracity to my words. I'll try to stay measured, but I'm disgusted by what I saw from him yesterday. He is a weak leader. He is a weak person. He is unable to see any of his myriad failures because he is consumed with self-congratulation. Here in Columbus, uh, City Safety Director Ned Pettis Jr. retires today, ending a 44-year career. Uh, That included him becoming the city's first black fire chief in 2002. So congratulations to Ned Pettis. Uh, I tend to think that uh, the city will be worse off without him uh, because that means that Andrew Ginther will have another hire to make. And every time Andrew Ginther makes a hire, we know his loyalty will be to uh, wokeness, diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, to the exclusion of uh, the best candidate. Uh, But that is a very common situation 
in our country now. Uh, Let me play for you Joe Biden yesterday. He was pumped full of, I don't know, what, Red Bull, Mountain Dew, Skittles, maybe all three, uh, when he came to the podium because um, he certainly wasn't sleepy and uh, disinterested as he was in the aftermath of the death of 13 Marines. Why the difference, first of all, in Joe Biden's manner yesterday? Well, it's very easy. Uh, Last Thursday afternoon, when he took seven and a half hours to come out and speak about the death of 13 American service personnel murdered by terrorists in Afghanistan, no one was criticizing Joe Biden, or at least he wasn't addressing the criticism of Joe Biden at that point in time. He was there to reflect on the death of 13 brave people. He was there to rally America emotionally. That requires compassion, requires perspective. He has neither. And so last Thursday, speaking to the American people didn't energize him because he cannot feel and does not feel those emotions on the deep level that you or I do, knowing that those men and women died in service to us. Yesterday, different. Joe Biden, very angry, very, uh, very, very, very energized. Because yesterday, Joe Biden was defending Joe Biden. And if there's one, and probably there is only one thing that does wake Joe Biden up from his cognitive coma, it is the chance to lie about his own meager abilities and to portray his epic failures as indisputable successes. My fellow Americans, the war in Afghanistan is now over. I'm the fourth president has faced the issue of whether and when to end this war. When I was running for president, I made a commitment to the American people that I would end this war. Today, I've honored that commitment. It was time to be honest with the American people again. We no longer had a clear purpose in an open-ended mission in Afghanistan. After 20 years of war in Afghanistan, I refuse to send another generation of America's sons and daughters to fight a war that should have ended long ago. There's a limit to how much lying I can take. So I interrupt the president to assess that first comment from him piece by piece. The war in Afghanistan is over. So the war in Afghanistan had been over. We won it. We had not suffered a combat casualty since February of 2020. The enemy was defeated. For 20 years, we did not have a terrorist attack on our shore. The significance of the war being over had long since become self-evident. But Joe Biden had to elevate himself by saying, Ah, I'm the fourth president. And I got us out. The other three could not get us out. Yay me. 
The problem with getting out is we surrendered after winning. For the first time in military history, the winning side surrendered. And Joe Biden is the commander-in-chief who did that. I ended the war by honoring a commitment. Um, Fine. We did not know that your commitment to get out would mean that we would leave others behind. That is not an idea that any American embraces, ever has, or ever will. But it doesn't bother you because we have moved from July the 8th where you said the Taliban was incapable of overtaking the armies that were in place. From two weeks ago, where you said that we were going to get every American out, to where yesterday you had the audacity to congratulate yourself for getting 90% of Americans out. Maybe you can't do the math. That wouldn't surprise me, since your brain has turned to jello. But in getting 90% out and celebrating that, you are doing a dance on the graves of the 10% you left behind. Or you are conscripting conscripting yourself to paying a ransom to fund the terrorist efforts of the Taliban, ISIS, or Al-Qaeda to get the other 10% out. Make no mistake, that will happen. If they're not beheaded, they will be used to extort more money out of the United States of America, as if the 80-plus million dollars we left behind in military equipment is not enough of a going-away present from Surrender Joe, Taliban Joe, to Afghan rebels. We no longer had a clear purpose, Joe Biden said. Well... Whose fault would that be? Ah, the person in charge at the White House is the person who sets the agenda on everything. So if you did not have a clear purpose, that indicts no one other than you. Uh, There is not an aspect of this, not a tentacle of this, that does not bear the incompetent fingerprints of Joe Biden. But then everything he has done since coming into office has reflected his sheer inability to do the job that purportedly 80 million people elected him to do. You feel good about that vote today now that it's managed to not only open our southern border, skyrocket inflation, spend us into eternal debt and murder 13 American service personnel. That's what your vote bought you in November when you voted for Joe Biden. I would love to hear from you today. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. How long has it been since you've been yelled at by your grandpa? Oh, what what was what time did he come out yesterday? Uh, around uh, 3 p.m.? Uh, Uncle Joe got away from the nurses again. 
Wow, you really need to put a lock on the old folks' home there. Uh, so he touted the extraordinary success of his Afghan surrender, retreat, uh, tail-between-the-legs departure. He blamed Donald Trump. Of course he did. He can never stop. He blamed the Afghan rebels, those who fought against the Taliban. I call them rebels because they're pushing back against centuries of civil war and dysfunction in that country. They're rebels in the sense that they believe they could help bring actual freedom and liberty to a country where prior to the U.S. going in, women and girls can't walk down the street without a male escort. They can't go to school. So, wow, the Democratic Party that cares so much about the war on women, uh, they don't care about the war on Afghan women. Yes, Joe Biden is doubling down on this. Uh, There is no humility in the man. Uh, There is no awareness in the man, no self-awareness, that's for sure. That's evident in the fact that he continues to talk about his son, Bo, whenever he talks to service people whose sons actually died in action. Bo Biden died after serving as a military lawyer, not at a forward installation. Doesn't mean that his death is not tragic. Of course it is. It just means that it's not comparable. Likewise, uh, from the odd personage of ABC's Martha Raddatz comes clarity on the mistake that Joe Biden is making, terming his actions that he ordered in Afghanistan a success when everyone else agrees they are an epic failure. He was doubling down, but it was a very successful evacuation. We did get more than 120,000 people out of there, but he's conflating the withdrawal with the evacuation. The the evacuation occurred because the withdrawal uh, was they did not realize the Taliban would take over so quickly. They did not realize the Taliban would fall in 11 days. And that's why you ended up with this chaos. That's why you ended up with so many desperate people. Just on July 8th, the president was saying there's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of an embassy of the United States from Afghanistan. Uh, They were clinging to airplanes in those early days. Uh, He was touting the Afghan forces, saying, I trust the capacity of the Afghan military. The president said they were ready, they were prepared for this, but no one was prepared for 11 days for the Taliban to take over. Uh, The president also promising on July 8th that we can guarantee the safety of the interpreters. There are thousands of interpreters in Afghanistan right now who are desperate and frightened. Uh, And just about a month ago, he told our George Stephanopoulos that he would get all Americans out. They've gotten 90 percent of those out. And that 10 percent right now is scared and still does not know exactly how they're going to get out. Yeah, Jen Psaki keeps talking about how they're going to get we're going to work. Well, we're going to get them out. We're going to keep working. We're going to get them out. It wouldn't surprise me if the Biden administration counted getting them out in body bags as a successful extraction of Americans from Afghanistan. Now, Joe Biden's been saying all the way up to the point where uh, Marines were blown apart by a terrorist that, no, no, we're in control. We've planned for every contingency. I'm telling you everything. I'm being transparent. Well, 
No. Shouldn't shock you that someone who lies every time he's in front of a microphone uh, also lies when he's strategizing. Reuters has obtained the tape of a phone call between Biden and Afghan President Ashraf Ghani, the one who fled with $169 million in American money when he left Afghanistan. This phone call happened on July the 23rd. It lasted about 15 minutes. And what was Joe Biden concerned about? I bet he spent like 10 minutes talking about, hey, President Ghani, we got to do something to keep these little Afghan girls safe from these Taliban rapists. We got to do something about our Afghan interpreters who might be skinned alive, have their arms chopped off and hung in the public square. Hmm, no, nothing about that on the transcript of the call. What was Joe Biden concerned about in that phone call with uh, Ashraf Ghani? <laughs> he was concerned about a, and I quote, perception problem. In other words, he was concerned about you knowing how bad things were going when he kept telling you things were going well. Here's the quote from Joe Biden to the Afghan president. I need not tell you the perception around the world, and in parts of Afghanistan, I believe, is that things are not going well in terms of the fight against the Taliban. And there is a need, and this next phrase is absolutely the most accurate depiction of Joe Biden's character you will ever get. And there is a need, Joe Biden said, whether it's true Or not, there is a need to project a different picture. That's what Joe Biden is all about. That's what his underlings are all about. That's what his allies in Congress are all about. Projecting a different picture. The border is not a disaster where more people are being detained In record numbers every month. Oh no. The border is not a crisis. The border is under control. Kamala Harris is managing it flawlessly. Inflation is not escalating. Inflation is transitory. You're imagining that you're paying a dollar more per gallon for gas. He's in charge of everything. Murdering those babies in the womb, that's that's women's health care. And in Afghanistan, a surrender? No, that's victory. That's an extraordinary success. That's Joe Biden being Joe Biden. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.